Winston Churchill once said, history is written by the victors, which is true. But I've noticed that within history books that I am assigned to read in America, the land of victors, the story of the African-American is told in such a linear way. We hear time and time again, slavery happened, then Jim Crow, then the civil rights movement, then boom, the struggle of the African-American has come to an end. All hail America, the ever-growing land of the free. But there is so much history that isn't told to us about the shackles that held down the ordinary black family from then to now. Which begs the question, if history is written by the victor, then who's the victor? If I had the chance to rewrite the famous Churchill quote, it would go as follows. History is written by the victors, and the stories that are lost between the pages are told through art. The African-American community has always bonded through art, specifically music. The New Orleans jazz of the late 19th century, Motown-style R&B of the 40s and 50s, disco of the 70s, contemporary R&B of the 90s and early 2000s, and eventually rap. Rap is often the most looked down upon genre of African-American music because of the majority of modern songs contain volatile lyrics that make some uncomfortable. At face value, you see an artist rapping about shooting guns and committing crime. And the rapper's intentions may just be that, to glorify their lifestyle. However, when digging deeper, you realize that these artists are just products of their environment. Guns, drugs, sex, gangs, and crime are often glorified among low-income communities. And with little to no chance of accumulating generational wealth, minorities are usually forced into these communities and thus into these lifestyles. However, more conscious rappers who are aware of their reach and impact tend to speak more closely to the issues plaguing these communities. A part of J. Cole's nominated song for Album of the Year in 2017 in Platinum Record, For Your Eyes Only, speaks about J. Cole is well known for his lyricism and deep meaning in his music, and that he is different from other rappers because his music sends a message to the listeners or tells a story that has a message behind it, such as the record For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only delivers a message to Jermaine's newborn daughter, Ayana, and narrates memories for an old childhood hood friend of Jermaine, which is James McMiller. It is the main character of the record and not only is spoken about in the song, but also throughout the album in songs such as For Whom the Bell Tolls and Play This Tape for My Daughter. James McMiller Jr. is a childhood friend of James that grew into the street life and was shot and killed at the age of 22 and left his daughter behind, Nina. In the first three verses of the song, Jermaine raps from James's point of view to Nina recounting his life so she can have an image of who her father was. The first three verses also serve as a message to Jermaine's newborn daughter, Ayana, demonstrating his distress about the cruel world we live in. The final verse is from Jermaine's point of view, in which he speaks to James's daughter, Nina, directly about her father and his last moments speaking with Cole. Seems my dreams faded for far too long. The consequences deadly. Can't visualize myself as nothing but a criminal. Control the black, serving up rocks and stay subliminal. Cause young is hard headed, they letting off. Full of adrenaline, ignorant to what death can cause. Ain't no coming back, family dressed in black. Plus it's hot now, the cops outside. It's hard to flip a pack. And my daughter gotta eat. Her mama be stressing me like I ain't the one who put them J's on her feet. Like I ain't out in the field like that I might be low for the moment But I will bounce back despite the charges Back to the wall, I fight regardless Screaming the law, my life is lawless That's what you call it, ain't gotta be no psychic To see this is like the farthest thing from heaven This is hell and I don't mean that hyperbolic I tried to find employment even if it's wiping toilets But these felonies be making life the hardest Resisting the temptation to run up and swipe a wallet 
I'll run up on your yard, snatch your daughter, bike and pawn it That's why I write this on it If the pressure get too much for me to take And I break, play this tape for my daughter And let her know my life is on it Let her know my life is on it For your eyes only this is the first verse of this song which is spoken in James's point of view. As mentioned earlier, these are common problems that many African Americans face, such as James. Many African Americans struggle to receive education and get employed at well-paying jobs because of the systematic racism we face in our country. Although being a part of the street life is a choice, this is what many people look towards to. In a position where they have responsibilities at home and they need to provide for, and it's difficult to get employed. So many of low-income or unemployed look to the street life where selling drugs and stealing becomes their source of income to provide. James is aware of the consequences that come with being a part of the street life, but it's what he has to do to provide for his family. You're probably grown now, so this song will hit you. If you're hearing this, unfortunately means that I'm no longer with you. In the physical, not even sure if I believe in God, but because you still alive, it got me praying that the spiritual is real. So I can be a part of you still. My pops was killed too, so I know how part of you feels. Maybe you hate me, maybe you miss me, maybe you spite me. Life goes in cycles, maybe you're dating just like me. I hope not. I'm tired of dope Cole wrote this song directed toward James's daughter, and once again, these verses are in James's point of view. So although James passed away, he doubts there is a God, but if there is, he hopes that he can watch over his daughter. So I know how part of you feels. Maybe you hate me. Maybe you miss me. Maybe you spite me. Life goes in cycles. Maybe you're dating just like me. I hope not. I'm tired of dope spots and fiends that smoke rocks. I've seen far too many hopes rot. I'm writing this because me and the James also grew up without a father who died because he was shot up. He says that he can relate to how his daughter would be without him. And he understands the emotions his daughter has to face without a father such as he did. Right. I'm writing this because me and the devil had a dance. Now I see death around the corner, apologizing in advance. Don't know if I ever had a chance. Me and the devil had a dance could mean James sold his soul. Not necessarily to the devil, but to the street life he was a part of. He sold drugs, destroying his and others' futures to provide for his family. Additionally, being a part of this street life is against his religion, and what he was doing was in the streets goes against it. It's like he knows where he is destined to go and believes that he will end up in hell instead of heaven. At a chance, at a glance, I'm a failure, addicted to pushing paraphernalia. But daddy had dreams once, my eyes had a gleam once. Innocence disappeared by the age of eight years. My pop shot up, drug related. Mama addicted, so granny raised me in projects where thugs was hanging. Blood was staining in the concrete. Older n****s I love talk like they was above maintaining a timesheet. That's slow money. Picked up the family business by the age of 13. Six years later was handed sentence. Around the same time as when you came in this world, me and your At the age of eight, James witnessed his father get shot up in a drive-by in which the murder was motivated by drugs. James lacked a strong guidance when he was raised in the projects, which is a common case among black communities due to the broken system of mass incarceration. In that part of the community, it is not common for people to work at normal jobs, which is run by the system, but more so look for a risky way of making money fast, which is dealing drugs. Drug wars are the most common institutions that allow the government to lock up African-American men at higher rates than any other race in the United States. 
13 Six years later was handed sentence Around the same time as when you came in this world Me and your mama thinking What the f*** we naming this girl I told her Nina The prettiest name that I could think of For the prettiest name my eyes had ever seen I was 19 James had his daughter at the age of 19 Her name is unique and is related to his street life Nina is the, quote, prettiest name that I could think of because James's life revolves around drug selling and having to protect himself and his product. Nina is slaying for a gun. His life revolving around violence has led Nina to become the most beautiful thing he could think of naming his child. Took me two felonies to see the trap this crooked system set for me. And now I fear it's too late for me to ever be one to set examples that was never set for me i'm living fast but not fast enough because karma keeps on catching up to me and if my past becomes the death of me i hope you understand for your eyes do you understand james's history and criminal activities concerns him about his daughter growing up without having a father figure or real guidance james not having this guidance leads him to being a part of the street life which fears him that his daughter will become a part of it too one day your daddy called me, told me he had a funny feeling What he been dealing with lately, he wasn't telling I tried to pick his brain, still he wasn't revealing But I could feel the sense of panic in his voice and it was chilling Cole, in an excellent twist, changes the speaker to none but himself The last verse is from Cole's point of view in which he is speaking to his late friend's daughter He recalls a conversation he had with James where he tells him that he foresees his life ending soon and that he may not live long enough to his, see his daughter grow. This is where the story of James McMiller and J. Cole reach a full circle. This is where James' story becomes even more paranoid with premonitions leading to his untimely death. Cole explains his tone at this time as generally panic-stricken. Because of this, Cole tries to pick his brains, meaning he wants to figure out what's troubling James, though Cole only got an answer that left him with an eerie feeling. He said, Jermaine, I knew you since we was cheering. I never asked for nothing. When times was hard, I never had discussions with you, begging you to help me. I dealt with the repercussions of my actions. I know you tried to steer me away from that, but that was in my blood. You know my life, I know your. In J. Cole's recollection, James begins with an attempt to emphasize that despite the different paths they had both taken in their lives, he had maneuvered his chosen course with grit and an addiction to the dangers and rewards it brought him. Additionally, when Cole is quoting, I dealt with the repercussions of my actions, there is a slight pause in the middle of the word repercussions, making it sound like I dealt with a reaper. I know your mama send my love in case I never get a chance to speak again. I won't forget the weekend spent sleeping at your crib. That's the way I wish my family lived. But my granny crib was in the jacks. James draws a strict contrast between Cole's life and his by saying he envies his family life. James's grandmother who lived in the projects, which are usually run-down, dirty government housing facilities. Cole had also talked frequently about his family life compared to those he knew on other tracks like Love Yours. I had to interject like, what you talking about? Cause you getting that? He said, listen, I got no time to dive into descriptions, but I've been having premonitions. Just calling visions from the other side. I got a feeling I won't see tomorrow. Like the time I'm living on is borrowed. With that said, the only thing I'm proud to say, I was a father. Write my story down, and if I pass, go play it for my daughter when she's ready. As James prepares for his ultimate departure, he asks Cole to do him a favor and pass along his story to his daughter so that she'll understand the life he felt he was forced to live. Also, 
Cole is a master at adding homophones to his lyrics that he can tell two different stories from the same sentence. When James says, listen, I have no time to dive into descriptions, you can easily mishear a dive into the scriptures, meaning that James' premonitions were definitely as a result of his faith and possibly God warning him that his time has come to an end. So I'm leaving you this record for your eyes only. Don't you ever scratch or disrespect it. This Speaking to James's daughter, Cole implores Nina to accept her father's story and not turn away from his legacy in spite of the vile mentality. The vile mentality. Cole details the struggles that come with being a youth trying to make something greater in his hometown of North Carolina. Though Nina may be tempted to dismiss her father as, a simple, as simply another drug dealer, Cole argues that James' story carries weight and importance. Bill, son, I dedicate these words to you and all the other children affected by the mass incarceration in this nation that sent your pops to prison when he needed education. Sometimes I think this segregation would have done us better, although I know that means that I would never be brought into this world because my daddy was so thrilled when he found him a white girl to take back to Jonesboro with Lil Zach and Cole Rare, barely one years old. Now it's 30 years later making sure this first. Sometimes I think the segregation would have done us better. Now, while most may hear this line and flinch at the absurdity, take into account the story that's being told. Of course, this line is not meant to be taken literally, but Cole highlights here that although black and white Americans were desegregated years and years ago, the shockwaves of slavery and segregation are still being felt throughout the country. He also emphasizes the internal conflict between his satirical opinion and his genetics. Cole is half white and half black, as is his brother Zach. Now it's 30 years later making sure the story's told Girl, your daddy was a real Not cause he was cold Not because he was the first to get some 12 years old Not because he used to come through in the caddy on some Vogue's Not because he went from bagging up them grams to serving those Now your daddy was a real not cause he was hard, not because he lived a life of crime and sat behind some bars Not because he screamed the law, although that was true Your daddy was a real cause he loved you for your eyes only J. Cole repeats the phrase, not because here, to emphasize his disgust with our current generation's definition of a real man. He's asking the listeners and Nina herself to look past his flashy, dangerous ways and respect James for what he truly cared about, being a father to Nina. We believe this piece of music is a work of art and solidifies J. Cole's spot as one of the best artists of our generation for plenty of reasons. It highlights the problem with white as well as black culture, diving headfirst into a subject that many shy away from speaking about. This song manages to do this while telling a story through multiple perspectives. The theme of fatherlessness, pressure to participate in gang-related activities, poverty, institutional racism, mass incarceration, and lack of education are each hit with such accuracy. The story of James McMillan Jr. is one of the many stories of young black men who were killed too soon. The only difference between him and the millions of others like him was the fact that he was close to J. Cole and his story was able to be retold through song. History is written by the victors and the stories that are lost between the pages are told through art. <laughs>